0: And welcome to this week's edition of an Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships and life itself. We had some amazing guests and shows on a huge variety of topics in the past months and throughout the year, from political shows, shows on the challenges of energy production as in fracking. We have spoken about the environment, diving, animals in captivity, biodynamic agriculture and the healing power of herbs and flowers as well as a show on listening. And today I feel a little bit like a child, and I'm so happy that we are dedicating this entire hour to the world of cookies. Yep, you heard right, an entire episode on cookies. <laughs> cookies are that, so <laughs> yeah. Cookies are so exactly underrated. Big. Cookies can be decorative uh, gifts and treats and sweet and savory. I think the world would be a better place if we all embraced cookies just a little bit more. Cookies, a world of creativity, our topic in this hour with a lovely returning guest who completely agrees with me and who will feed us more than just crumbs today. We host Helga Helberg.
1: Mark <laughs> And <Peter laughs> Ronnie I think, I think it's a 10-year-old Helga Helberg that we're seeing here in the studio. It yeah. was the very done. minute
2: he concepted this. He was like, you know what we should do for the holiday show? A show on- it should be about did
1: cookies. You, did you just see his face? Oh, yeah. 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 It was like, it's like I'm looking at the cookie plate. <laughs> yeah. And yes, he went back to being 10-year-old. And you guys
0: were saying, yeah, we can do you know cookies and savory treats. I said, no, 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 no. Cookies.
2: Just Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, cookies. <laughs> well, from making things delicious to making things better, um, we read about a new initiative in London that got us our ears percolating. The city of London was looking for a better way for pedestrians to cross the River Thames, and so what they did was they put out a request for proposals from designers to come up with some ideas. And the the brainchild concept of Heatherwick Studios and uh, an actress. And, and very politically green activist, Joanna Lumley came up with a garden bridge. It's a garden that will span the walk, make it the slowest way to get from one side of the bank to the other, and it will be pedestrian only, no cars. The idea is to be able to hear the birds and view the city from a park-like atmosphere to just really take in all the splendor of London, which is already, I think, in one of the top greenest cities in the world. So this is a very, it's such a beautiful <laughs> idea. The, the, the drawing of it is extraordinary.
1: You know, when I used to ride my bike to work, when listening to what you're talking about, when I used to ride my bike to work, I realized that it was a complete, you had a different framework of life. Right, because you felt the cold or the heat of the day, and you move slower than in a car. And so you get to actually use all of your senses in your transportation. So imagining this bridge getting from one part of the city to another part of the city where you are completely immersed in all of the senses from the moving of your, (laughs) from your walking to your smelling to your listening to the birds to seeing things happen can change your whole perspective on on every single day of crossing a bridge just getting somewhere
0: yeah it's beautiful to make it an experience rather than just and you know just another way to get to work mm-hmm. and you can have both exactly you can be commuting with your bike and then use that car free bridge to walk or or use your bicycle to Across the Thames in this case. It has been done in other cities, and I had the pleasure to walk on bridges like that from Hamburg to Istanbul, Rome, Venice. There are many, many examples where fairly large bridges crossing fairly large bodies of waters are car-free, and um, it's it's a completely new way of embracing what is there, what is exactly as you said, Mark, whether you do that on your feet or bicycle or any other slow mode of transportation the moment you take the cars out of the equation even actually there's um, in new york which bridge is that the brooklyn bridge uh, brooklyn bridge exactly at least the walkway is above the cars so you're centered and above and if you look out to the water you don't see the cars you kind of feel and you know they're there but even that already that separation right and here in san francisco i think it's sad i i The Golden Gate Bridge is amazing. It's the reason in part of why I'm here, that draw from the bridge. And yet, if you really look at how much space is for pedestrians and bikers on one side and the other, I don't think it was planned well in that sense, 1937. So no blame there. But if it had 30 feet on each side as a, you know, green really walkway, I think this would be a different bridge
2: crossing the bay. Well, I do, you think, Marin. I do think walking as part of your commute, just like you were saying, Mark, it is a really different experience. It's a different way to live your life more than just your day. I mean, when I lived in New York, I walked to and from work every single day because I walked across town. I lived on 8th Street and I worked on 3rd Street. And so there's lots of great public transportation up and downtown, but crosstown is a little bit harder. So I would walk both directions every day and for me what it what it did was it made me feel like I was a physical part of the city because mm-hmm. my feet were on the ground all the time and I'm walking by these huge buildings and I feel as much a, a fixture of the city as the building simply because I'm choosing to walk it instead of drive it.
0: Totally and the car noise in New York makes sense but there's so much more to hear to the city to any city than cars so yeah we hope this concept could work <laughs> and then we'll have to walk it and then or oh, we will walk it yes yeah, well, we that will. London London. The Thames River. An organic conversation
2: (laughs) from London. I like that. I like it, Mark.
0: (laughs) Thank you for that invitation. (laughs) You are listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And
2: I'm Rani Palomar.
0: And our topic today is cookies, a world of creativity with a lovely returning guest that has enticed us on the beauty of pie and cakes in the past and this hour is entirely about cookies. Yes, and it's the world is bigger than you think on cookies. But before we dive into that topic fully, as always, here's our weekly tip from the world of health and beauty. Here's Chef Sita and her holistic
3: bite.
2: Well, this year I want to talk about the the spirit of celebration and the spirit of gratitude. Because I, I read something really beautiful. I think it was in Veg News magazine recently, where they said if you could only experience one emotion in this lifetime let it be gratitude. And so in this spirit, when we're going to everybody's homes for holiday parties, it's so important to me to make sure that I take something to say thank you to the person who's hosting it. Because putting on a party for your friends, however many people you have, is a fair amount of work. And it's a labor of love. So showing them that I was thinking about How much effort they put into this and how they provided such a lovely invitation for me to come. Taking them something very personal, I think, is a really wonderful way to show your appreciation. And so, of course, there are always gift guides on things you can buy the hostess. But what about what you can make the hostess? So this holistic bite is about do-it-yourself hostess gifts. Mm. We had a great episode last year that was about do-it-yourself gifts to give during the holidays, and it was a lot of, like, cookie mixes and granola and flavored olive oils and all kinds of things. Great episode. Highly encourage you to check it out on anorganicconversation.com. But getting away from the food side of things, which we've covered extensively on this show. Some things that I like to give the hostess are... um, This year, what I'm going to send to everybody and bring to everybody are jars of my my rose chai tea, Mm. which is an herbal tea mix. And so I make a lot of it at once. I put them in beautiful jars, and I take it because I think a a scented, aromatic, luxurious rose chai tea is really indulgent and lovely and thoughtful and, and handmade. Other things that you could do, I'm a big fan of essential oils because they can really affect the mood. They're used in aromatherapy a lot, but they're also very pleasant just to have around your home. So something like a room mist, if you were to take essential oils and put them into water and put it into a spray bottle, if you know that the hostess loves the scent of cinnamon or vanilla, you could make custom scents for your room. Even pillow sprays, which are a great way to calm the mind and the body before you go to bed, something like that. Body oils are another thing that I like to do because so many body oils on the market have a lot of cheap ingredients in them and things that, you know, our skin's absorb about I think they say 60% at least of what you put on them. So, a good organic oil that has a mix of essential oils, rosemary and lavender, which are really great for skin health, but particularly if you know that the hostess that you're taking a gift to or the host that you're taking the gift to is um, very active physically. You could make a healing salve, which is something you use like a muscle rub after a lot of physical exercise, a mixture of organic coconut oil and castor oil, which are firmer oils than an oil you would use for a body oil. They're better for rubbing and massage, and add a little arnica. And arnica is great for relieving muscle pain. So, and then, you know, if you're very crafty, instead of making something that's aromatic or something that's delicious, maybe make a scarf. You know, my my friends and I used to make scarves for each other every year. If you knit or you crochet, putting together a scarf does not take that much time. It's not like knitting a sweater, but it is also very personal and it's one of a kind and it's something that will most certainly show your gratitude. So I hope that these just, just get you thinking about what you might do to say thank you to all the people who are doing lovely things for you this year. And that was this week's Holistic Bite.
0: Thank you, Sita. Chef Sita and holistic chef, holistic being (laughs) Sita. Crocheting is tricky. I used to try to crochet scarves, and I always lost one of those threads (laughs) or whatever. Yeah, right. And they all end up little fabric pieces for teddy bears, uh, like short little, because at the 20 minutes later, you had lost like six, seven rows, and this thing just becomes a little angle. Teddy
1: bears need sweaters too. They do. Yes.
0: Mark, what are you planning
1: Uh, Well, this year, actually, I collected a bunch of pods and seeds and things like that when I was in Arizona. And so I'm making kind of a, I'm making autumn boxes. Right. And I I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's just a little small box (laughs) that has these different components of the natural world from my favorite season which is autumn and so you would open it up and then there would mm-hmm. be this world of texture and color and then you could close it and put it away but every time anytime you need that little you just want to be part of that autumn view that you can you would have an autumn box
0: <sighs> You surprise me every time. <laughs> what are you thinking of, Helga? No, we got to move on to the world of cookies <laughs> because I might be baking cookies this you year. You
2: might
0: be. That is our topic. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm
2: Rani Palmar.
0: And our topic is cookies, a world of creativity, ornaments, gifts, you name it. Cookies are amazing. And uh, we have a wonderful guest, Casey Caletti, who's joining us again here in the studio, holistic chef and culinary program manager at Hattery in San Francisco, California. ChefCasey.com for more information, that and more when we come back. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
3: Are you a chef, have a catering business or planning a party or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit Earlsorganic.com.
1: Fry Vineyards
2: is America's first organic winery. Family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming. Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County Award Winning Wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F R E Y W I N E.com.
3: thinking. When you sleep, I'm thinking. When you sleep, I'm thinking for her. Wish I still could love you. Floating high above you. Just don't think I'm sinking for you.
2: To an organic conversation.
0: I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And
2: I'm Sitarani Palomar. And
0: we have a delicious little show for you today. (laughs) As our topic for the hour is cookies, a world of creativity. And we invited back Casey Caletti, holistic, amazing chef, pie whisperer, and the culinary program manager at Hattery San Francisco. Casey, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Tell us, what is Hattery? What do you guys do?
4: We are sort of like a co-working space and we have a collection of different tech startup companies in their early stages working with us and I am in charge of feeding everybody delicious food every day. (laughs) 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 It's a great job. Wow. (laughs) Including
0: cookies, I'm
4: sure.
1: (laughs) Now, we all know that cookies are almost as good as pie but they are my second favorite dessert so I'm perfectly willing to just go right here right now with, with on this subject. Um, so cookies, I've always felt like cookies are kind of straightforward. You go to the package, you pick them out, there's a thousand you can pick out, but there's nothing like a cookie that you either make at home or someone has made for you. That's just- True story. People cannot, you can write in all you want and say, that's not true, but, it, but you, we're not gonna yeah. listen to you. Um, <laughs> so Casey, what, is, what does a cookie need? I mean, what are the basics of making a cookie? Let's just start with square one.
4: Well, it's similar to a lot of baked goods. I mean, you've got flour whether it's a gluten-free flour or maybe a a nut flour, like almond meal, um, a fat. You can use butter, coconut oil, um, even some nut butters will be good fats, Uh, sweeteners. There's a wide variety of those from the natural all the way to sugar and then usually something to make it interesting, whether it's cinnamon or um, dried fruit or chocolate chips or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's really quite
2: simple though. I mean, when we talk about pie, we have to get into a lot of like technique about how you Mm -hmm. fold the butter into the the flour. Yeah, Yeah, and you're talking about baking soda and there are so many different things that happen Mm -hmm. in different baked goods, but with cookies you're saying it's pretty much flour, sugar, that which actually was the name and of the salt? first episode did
0: you say, we did with did Casey. You, did you say salt? No, no. I salt.
4: didn't mention salt, but salt is definitely a flavor enhancer, and I like to throw some in.
0: But you don't need it. You could just make flour, sugar, fat, and that would be it.
4: Theoretically, you could make cookies without salt, but I think they would taste better if you add just a pinch. Okay. And a oftentimes pinch. a little pinch of leaven or two—baking soda or uh-huh, baking powder. Uh-huh.
2: Hmm. So it's a pretty straightforward recipe as far as baked goods go.
4: It is. Cookies are forgiving. There are um, yeah. so many different varieties of cookies. There are no-bake cookies. There are really sweet cookies, fancy cookies, sandwich cookies. Well, yes. I could go on. Ye- when you we will, are, if that's actually. what the episode so, uh, is about. From those
0: basic ingredients... I you blushing over there. Yeah, no. From, they are forgiving. From those basic ingredients, really, the world of cookies unfolds, right? As you said. Mm-hmm. No-bake cookies. You can actually make a raw cookie that yeah, oh yeah, is, is a cookie and tastes like a cookie as you mentioned in in your answer before the varieties of flowers versus uh, gluten-free versus nut flowers versus it's really it's like a it's an endless world of possibility right in in the making mm-hmm. and then what you do with it shaping gifting ornaments how you we'll get to that in a minute but let's walk through those three flour sugar fat Salt.
2: Well, Casey, you have a philosophy, and and correct me if I'm not getting this quite right, but you don't want anybody to go without a sweet,
4: regardless of what their diet is or their allergy is. Do you wanna elaborate on that? Absolutely, I think that treats make people feel good. They bring people together, they make people happy. I always think about birthday cakes. It's my favorite thing to make. Just lets people know that they're loved and feel special. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what your dietary preferences or restrictions might be, there's a treat for everybody.
0: And how fun to come to a party, especially as a man, actually, Mark, and and say, here, I brought some, and then say, oh, some cookies. And then they say, yeah, and I, I baked them myself. It's like, whoa. It's <laughs> Jar- not even the dropping. same. Yeah, no, it's not. Very forgiving, too. What equipment would you need to get to, if somebody is inspired after this episode, sure what are the minimal requirements for equipment?
4: Well, for a very traditional cookie, the butter or the fat and the sugar or the sweetener are creamed together with a mixer. You can use a hand mixer or a stand mixer, but there's a little bit of magic that happens when you cream that together and you get a little bit of air in your fat and you kind of uh, make that nice kind of granular paste. And that's the base of the cookie. But you know, with all the different alternatives out there, there are so many different ways to do it that it's not It's not a requirement. This brings up a great
2: question because I've done a lot of holistic baking too. Mm -hmm. So I know that traditionally with cookies, you are creaming together room temperature butter and sugar, and it does get this whipped texture. But Mm -hmm. let's say you're making a vegan cookie Mm -hmm. and you're using coconut oil. And let's say you don't wanna use a refined sugar, but you're using something like palm syrup, which I know is an ingredient that you particularly favor. Do you still get a benefit from creaming together coconut oil and palm syrup? I mean,
4: does something actually happen in that process even though the ingredients are so different? That's a great question. Well, coconut oil can be a little tricky to work with, as you know, because it uh, changes consistency with the temperature so much. So if you softened coconut oil it's it's got this very particular sweet spot otherwise you might get little chunks and so i tend to Mm -hmm. still cream my coconut oil in the mixer to make sure that it's got a smooth even consistency so i think that's one of the benefits great yeah
0: and then you were talking about raw versus or unbaked versus Mm -hmm. baked what would you use for an unbaked cookie if somebody doesn't even have an oven or doesn't want to use one
4: A lot of unbaked cookies, you can stick them in the freezer. They're great little freezer treats or refrigerator treats. Things like coconut oil, how it gets soft at room temperature, but it holds really well in the cold. So you can use coconut oil as a binder and actually just combine toasted nuts and seeds and maybe toasted coconut, a little bit of um, honey. And the
0: firmness of the coconut fat will... Tie it together when you yeah, put it in we'll the keep fridge. It in shape. Pulls it together.
2: Wow. No bake cookies are so exciting because they're they're kind they're also extremely forgiving. Maybe mm-hmm. even more so than baked yes. cookies. Do you have a
4: favorite recipe for a no bake cookie? I love no bake macaroons. <laughs> okay, tell me more. <laughs> so coconut butter is one of my favorite indulgences. It's coconut oil with the the flesh of the coconut blended back in, and so it has this like. Kind of richer, a little bit hinted of sweet, um, a great flavor, and it is a nice, a nice little binder to hold things together. So I will make no bake macaroons with coconut butter and toasted coconut, and you know maybe a pinch of salt, and um, sometimes you can drizzle a little chocolate over the top, or you know you can go any way, do any way you like. A little bit of orange zest is nice, but you can kind of soften the coconut butter and roll them together, and then stick them in the fridge.
0: Do you wow. shape them. You make you make little balls, or how do. how do you get the fluffy texture of a normal macaroon?
4: Well, they're slightly different than a baked macaroon because they're a little bit more compressed, right. but equally delicious. Um, you can roll them together, or you can actually <laughs> use you a boy. little scooper. <laughs>
0: Little scooper. Yeah, there. I have
4: like little measured scoopers that make perfect round little cookies.
0: What's your cedar?
4: I, I'm gonna go home and make that no baked m-
2: coconut macaroon. I'm wild about macaroons, I do love them, and I have mm-hmm. to say, I had a macaroon um, that had. That had marzipan in it, or they called it a marzipan macaron, so it had almond Mm. in it. So Mm. it was the flavor of the coconut and the and the almond together that was so exceptional. And so I'm thinking about, you know, as you're talking about coconut oil, you know, so so with the cookie, you said it's basically it's the flour, it's the sugar, and it's the fat, and you can manipulate. There's a lot of room to play in each Uh of those categories. And nut butter makes a great fat, as does coconut oil. If you did a combination of coconut oil and almond butter with toasted coconut and a little bit of sea salt and honey mm-hmm. that sounds like a to
4: die for cookie maybe a little almond extract yes <laughs> if it is if you oh, yes. if you have to keep
0: it in the fridge to create texture or to create the shape right to hold the shape mm-hmm. how long do they last when you take them out if you don't eat them right away could you transport them to a, sure a party? you could transport
4: them often when i transport things like that in the car i just turn the ac on a little bit um, it depends on how warm your house is. So coconut oil will tend to get pretty soft, around 75 degrees.
0: So it is true that after half an hour, they would lose their shape. They would start to get little clumps of
2: f- fa- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half yeah, an yeah, hour is yeah, a long, yeah, long yeah, time. Or the other. <laughs> Party, sorry. Yeah. Casey yeah. probably does to. not have I good evidence to. about them <laughs> lasting <laughs> for very long because <laughs> they just
3: go. Talking about
2: forgiving cookies,
0: yes. <laughs> cookies, a world of creativity with Casey Caletti, holistic chef and culinary program manager at the Hattery. San Francisco, that's chefcasey.com on an organic conversation today. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark And
2: I'm Sitarani Palomar. And
0: we'll be more, back with more, on more cookies. Actually, I'm looking at a plate of cookies. That and more when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs>
2: Spicely Organics offers more than 200 different organic spices and dried herbs to choose from. Classics like oregano and cumin, exotics like aji amarillo, and blends like tikka masala. Spicely helps nourish your body while embracing sustainable, eco-friendly, and ethical practices always. Take wellness into your own hands and creativity into your own kitchen. Spicely Organics. Teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs, study at one of four locations in California and Colorado, or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org.
3: the seven straight into the deep blue sea.
2: To an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. Okay. And I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: And our single focus in this hour <laughs> <laughs> is cookies, a world of creativity. We were talking about the holidays and we wanted to do a, fo- a show on food. And we have, yes, we've done pies and other things before, but I am, I'm impressed with what cookies stand for. Casey, you were just saying they're so forgiving. They make great gifts. They make even decoration, right? Ornaments. um, You you don't have to eat them right away. They can even be healthy as a treat on the way to a party if you know you have to drive for a day. I mean, really, a a cookie, everything in the world (laughs) comes down to cookies as far as I'm concerned. Totally underrated of what (laughs) they really stand for and, and hold and how easy it is to make them and then what they mean if you gift them to somebody. It's just there's a a direct correlation between ease of making and Impact of gifting that is just so incredible. There are not many items like that.
2: As a third party observer, yeah. I just want to point out that Helga feels about cookies the way oh, Mark, Mark feels about, about
0: pie. <laughs> no, oh, okay. I thought about produce. So,
2: <laughs> so, this is an annual thing. We do each person's favorite Great. dessert. I'm not going to ever complain. Pies
1: fine, but cookies. I'm not going to ever complain. Anyway, Mark. <laughs> so, Casey, you know, you've been on the show three times and you are all about healthy ingredients. You you know everything that you've brought to the show always tastes amazing, and it's always what's best for you. At least that's my opinion. And so, but what I'm wondering about is if you start decorating cookies, because as you come into the holidays, you know people start putting red icing and all these little sprinkling things, <laughs> and I mean lots of things. You see very ornate cookies. So if you're going to decorate cookies, which is really fun, it's a great, um, great thing to do with somebody, is there a healthy way to do that?
4: There are creative ways to do it. In fact, one of the most difficult colors I find when decorating cookies is white because it's hard to find alternative sweeteners that are pure white without having been refined. So um, one of my mm. recent favorites is using coconut butter as a glaze Um, A little bit of vanilla, especially right from the vanilla bean, it has little flecks in it. Mm -hmm. It's like a nice wintry kind of touch to have a white and and flecked Mm -hmm. glaze Mm -hmm. on top. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also get really creative. There are a lot of different spices that have strong kind of um, coloring properties Mm -hmm. like turmeric and Mm -hmm. sumac. Mm -hmm. Um, Pomegranate is great for dyeing. Use them in small amounts and use other strong flavors with them, and you're not necessarily going to have a turmeric-tasting cookie, but you might have a nice golden glow. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like beet are great for dyeing can get really creative with a lot of the different vegetables. Mm
2: -hmm. Have you found something for green? I mean, we've talked about red. Pomegranate and beet are
4: really great to get
2: that red color. But we've got red, white, and now green as another Mm. favorite holiday color. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that comes to my mind is herbs Mm -hmm. for that green color. So would you just go a different direction with the flavor of the cookie? Mm -hmm. Or is there something else that you've used for that
4: color? I would tend towards fresh mint. Mm -hmm. I would usually use it more as a garnish.
0: Oh, so fun.
1: Yeah, that's great. And do you, but so using pomegranate, pretty strong flavor, Mm -hmm. beets, pretty strong flavor. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things that you're mentioning, and you mentioned that you wouldn't want to like use too much turmeric because you wouldn't want to overpower the cookie. But on things like that involve produce, how do you get, what's that balance, if there's an easy answer to this, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if there is, where you get that beautiful, deep red scarlet color Mm -hmm. without that taste overpowering whatever you were trying to do with the cookie?
4: Well, one of the ways I've seen this done most successfully is when people blend cooked or roasted beets into brownies the chocolate will really cover the flavor and that earthiness that beets can provide it goes really nicely and then it has that red velvet cake kind of look (laughs) (laughs) it's one way to go (laughs) well then then the
0: decoration is good for you and speaking of which (laughs) what's your healthiest cookie recipe that you can think of if somebody really wanted the whole cookie experience Mm -hmm. as gifts or as you know for self consumption but easy and yet really Mm -hmm. actually good for you you can eat You know, half a pound, and you'll be still fine. (gasps)
2: Half a
4: pound? (laughs) Well... Did I I just out myself? Yeah, I did. so if you 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 wanted three, four, or five cookies and don't feel guilty, (laughs) Uh let's
0: frame it that way. (laughs)
4: Um, What would that be? Well, I've been making a certain kind of cookie, and they're kind of a chocolate banana cookie. Mm -hmm. So I use cacao nibs in place of chocolate, um, dark chocolate that might have a little bit of refined sugar in it. So cacao nibs provide a little bit of a crunch, and I use almond butter and a little bit of brown rice flour and mashed bananas. And the bananas provide that moisture and the sweet. You've got the healthy fats and the, the protein and the almond butter that are going to help keep your balance, uh, your blood sugar balance. Nice.
0: Are we and getting a is recipe?
4: This a no, is this from? another no-bake recipe, or do you
2: end up baking this one You do 11? bake yeah. these, uh-huh. and they
4: have a really interesting kind of cakey texture to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can get really creative. These are a forgiving cookie. Yeah. So sometimes I put sunflower seeds in there. Sometimes I You're throw forgiven. different chopped <laughs> nuts.
1: <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> You're
4: forgiving. <laughs> we'll forgive you for eating Uh-oh. five of them. Um, so, so does your partner...
1: Ever leave when you're baking because I'm <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> if I'm sure, she would just go, you know what, you're baking okay. I'm, yeah. I'm in for the night. I'm good.
0: <laughs> you know. And if she ever does, call me.
1: <laughs> she
4: gets we'll keep lots you of company.
0: <laughs> Will we share some of those recipes? With in our blog on Facebook? Sure, will I'd you, be happy to share. Will you share some of those? Yeah? Absolutely. Okay, that's wonderful. That's anorganicconversation.com for our blogs or facebook.com forward slash conversation for these amazing, simple and healthy, actually, or well not so simple, but healthy cookie recipes from Casey Caletti. Joining us today, holistic chef and culinary program manager at the Hattery in San Francisco, chefcasey.com. Also, for more information, you're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Hilbert. and
2: I'm Sita Rani Palomar.
0: Cookies are not just for eating. We talked about ornaments. We talked about gifts. What other ways have you used cookies, or which cookie would you use for what? Better like bribery
1: or something? Like
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do use cookies for a lot of my holiday gifts, and I use them as hostess gifts as well. Oftentimes, I'll scoop cookies and put them on a tray and stick them in my freezer. And then you can pull them off the tray and just throw them in a bag and keep them back. So they're ready whenever you need them. I've also used them for ice cream sandwiches. Those are fun. Chocolate cookies, peppermint ice cream. Nice. Great. You like that, I, I, <laughs> I've I never actually
3: seen didn't smile think. Bigger.
0: No, I actually didn't think to use them for yet something else delicious. That is really <laughs> cool, actually. Next, level. Whether, whether it's ice cream or now, now I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> lots of things you can put in between. But I thought a cookie was a standalone thing with lots of varieties or, or, or different uses, but you can actually make something else with it, mm-hmm. right? Including, actually, Mark, back to you, pie. Don't you use a crumbled cookie kind of
4: you crust
0: sure to put? Some pear mousse in it and then call it a pie, call yeah, it a day. Especially
4: um, like a ginger snap cookie. Those are really great to pair with apples and some of the autumn produce. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: Delicious. delicious. Well, and, I loved what you were saying, Casey, too, about
4: hostess gifts and
2: freezing the mm-hmm. dough because. I've I've only done this once, and I regret that I have not done it more often because it was one of the most brilliant things I've ever done as far as cookies are concerned. And that was I made a lot of cookie dough one year during the holidays. And then I rolled them into logs and then sliced them into rounds, the dough into rounds, Mm -hmm. and then froze them the dough, froze the dough in already pre-made cookie shapes. Mm-hmm. So, And I put them in a glass container and kept them in my freezer. And any time I wanted cookies, I could pull out just two rounds if I wanted and bake them off. Mm-hmm. This is a brilliant gift idea to give them as cookie dough, because then it
4: lasts much longer than if you bring somebody a plate of cookies. I do it for my dad every year. So <laughs> keep his freezer stocked. Where were we
1: that year, that. Mark? Yeah, well, yeah. you're not her dad. So, uh, <laughs> no. and, and that two cookies, you didn't know Helga when you did that. I do know that. That's a fact. Well, because. I would
2: need to triple the recipe for sure.
0: <laughs> the recipe will be on facebook.com forward slash conversation or as a blog on anorganicconversation.com. Casey, we're almost out of time, but you did bring some cookies. What's your favorite homemade cookie, and is that the one we're eating in just a minute? Mm.
4: This one's my current favorite. Um, they're high protein, so I ground almonds in the food processor to make my flour, and I used coconut oil, and I didn't put any eggs in there, so they're vegan, and they are sweetened with coconut palm syrup, which has a really interesting caramel kind of flavor. And there's some dark chocolate chunks in there. And there is a little pinch of salt.
0: And is oh this baked God. or?
4: It is a baked cookie.
0: It's yeah. a baked cookie? It's, so it's, it's vegan still, and grain-free. It's still very soft and mm-hmm. tender. How, how did you bake this?
4: Um, I baked it um, for just about eight minutes. It's a really it's a really short bake time. There's nothing in there that needs too much cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no flour that needs to be cooked or eggs or anything like that since they're a vegan cookie. Nice. These are phenomenal.
0: Okay, haven't had yet, but we got to take a break. That is Casey Caletti joining us, and why don't you stay for another minute, because what's coming up is what's in season with Mark Mulcahy. And before we hear that update from the produce doc, we'll take a super quick break. This is An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark
2: Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani
0: And we'll be right back with more.
4: Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earls Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earls Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earls Organic Produce at EarlsOrganic.com. That's EarlsOrganic.com.
2: Spicely Organics' emphasis has long been on the natural health benefits of organic spices. And now, Spicely is excited to share more health benefits with the introduction of their hand-blended organic teas. Choose from black, green, white, mate, oolong, pu'er, and herbals blended with their signature spices like vanilla rooibos, sweet turmeric, and honey lavender. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com.
1: Sweet
0: pea, i my eyes. Don't know when and I don't know why. You're the only reason
3: I keep on coming home.
4: Sweet pea, what's all of this about? Don't get your way, all you do is
3: fuss and pile You're the only. I'm
4: coming home. You're listening to An Organic Conversation.
0: And it's a cookie conversation this week. A world of creativity, cookies. as our holiday episode, an entire hour on the world of cookies with Casey Caletti, holistic chef and culinary program manager, at the Hattery in San Francisco, chefcasey.com, for more information, including some amazing recipes. Thanks for joining us today, Casey, and please stay. We will talk more about cookies even after the show. Before we go into the what's in week. season, yeah. though, what's your favorite <laughs> cookie, Haga? Besides uh, the one you just ate? Yeah, exactly. I'm a little <laughs> at this point. I do think the the whole chocolate chip. Area Uh is really figured out. I think Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful. There Uh there are lots of nuances. Ask Casey. What is this again, Casey? You brought a.
4: It's a vegan and grain-free chocolate chip cookie made with almond meal. Yeah.
0: So almond and chocolate. Just it feels so healthy and Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have that sugar overtone. I love that. It doesn't need to be sweet for me, but like really good flavor cookie. And this is this would get me through the day. What about growing up? What
1: was your favorite Same? Chocolate um, chip.
0: Germany is not really, really a cookie country. Um, We do have the gingerbread or almond ginger cookies, but no, cookies were not really part of my childhood, unfortunately. That's why I'm catching up now. Yeah, sure, you're catching (laughs) up now. You've got to
2: cram a lifetime of cookies. Cookies
0: and produce. (laughs) What about you?
2: I'm going to say this, and and it's not just because Casey's here, but I've got good reason for this because growing up, my favorite cookies were the Samoa cookies or something like the Samoa cookies from the Girl Scout, the Girl Scout cookies, right? They make a cookie that is chocolate, caramel, and coconut. And, you know, I don't buy Girl Scout cookies anymore. We had an episode on that with the youth activists about the ingredients that they put in there. But but I've never found a substitute that had the caramel, coconut, mm-hmm. chocolate thing going on that was a
4: healthy alternative sure. until now.
1: Okay, perfect.
4: This is amazing. That's I'm perfect. so glad. Yeah, it's that coconut palm syrup that gives it that nice caramel yeah. flavor.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice.
4: How moving, about you, Mark? Moving. No, no, we oh, got to hear Mark's Mark. favorite.
1: Um, I have two, and they are <laughs> shortbread, Oh, yeah. Is It's just the simplicity of it. It's just a favorite cookie of mine and peanut butter cookies. are, are uh-huh. Both of them are pretty simple.
0: Yeah, the shortbread, do you mean like biscotti? No, no. No, it's not no, the same.
2: Casey makes the best holistic <laughs> shortbread I've ever had in my life.
0: So I, I take actually everything I said before back, The like Italy, Germany, biscotti is really known. And um, I tend to love biscottis mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Moving on to produce. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll never leave the subject yeah, of produce.
2: Right. <laughs> yes,
0: um, as we shouldn't. But no, produce is good too, Mark. Here is what's going on in the world of produce docs. Here's our very own Mark Mulcahy with What's in Season.
1: So yes, What's in Season. Uh, welcome to the show, Earl. Uh, this, hey. We have Earl uh, Herrick from the voice of the market from Earl's Organic Produce in San Francisco. Today, Earl, so you've been listening in and you've been hearing us talking about cookies, and oh, yeah. uh, we've actually been running longer than we normally do because on, on, we're all so excited about cookies. So we're just going to do a quick do little uh, what's in season today. Earl, now's the time for nuts, right? Now's mm, the time when nuts are being harvested. They're at their freshest. What's going on in the world of nuts?
3: Well, you know, you know the holiday uh, cookies, they have nuts in them, too. Well, so, of course. Yes. I, that's, you that's know, right. a chocolate chip cookie is good, and then you add some nuts in there that are even better. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you know, the nuts that are predominant are almonds, walnuts, pistachios, pecans, and much of those nuts are grown in, in California. Not exclusively, but the vast majority of them, and, and they're harvested in the fall and late summer, and they're really ready to be used, you know, this time of year during the holidays. What's interesting about them that all nuts are covered in a green protective hull. And then, when the nut is matured, the hull will split, exposing the shell of the nut, which is really the time to harvest it.
1: Well, I want to you know interesting that you're saying that, Earl, is because I grew up where it wasn't the holidays unless there was a bowl of nuts around. Right? There was a <laughs> nutcracker. There was almonds. There was uh, walnuts for sure sometimes there would be these big Brazil nuts. There, I mean, it was just like all kinds of pecans. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Yep. I mean, that's just the way... I don't remember that there were packages of nuts around at that point in time when I was growing up. I think you have a similar memory.
3: Well, I absolutely do. You know, when I was growing up, there were I didn't find nuts loose or out, out of the shell at all. I remember those, I'm not sure what material, metal crackers, uh, you know, these two kind N- of plier cracker, type things uh-huh. that you'd hold in your hand. Mm-hmm. And then you had this kind of dental-like instrument with a shaft with a sharp end to dig the, the nut meat out of it. That, we always, like Like I just heard, there was a big bowl down the, down the living room in front of the TV. You're <laughs> cracking nuts. And it was a slow process, perhaps for a slower time. And... Um, You know, maybe nuts were the original slow food. I'm not sure.
1: Well, Uh I'm going to tell you an interesting story today. As I went in, the last three days I've been looking for nuts in in retail stores, not at farmer's markets, and no one had nuts in the shell. And I asked the produce person, the people, and I said, do you have nuts in the shell? And they kind of looked at me like, you know, like they didn't understand what I was talking about. And finally, one person said, oh... I can get you an answer. And I thought, oh, great. We're going to walk over.
0: Says, nope. They walked me over to the bulk <laughs> department and there was
1: this young man there. And I said, I'm looking for nuts in the shell. And he kind of looked at me and he said, oh, we've got pistachios. I said, no, I mean like walnuts and pecans and things. And he said, well, we've got these bags of shell yeah. of nuts over here. And they yep. said, oh, we don't carry those. I said, and he looked like he'd never heard of <laughs> nuts in the shell. And he said, you know, that's a good idea. Maybe we should put some, get some with, with the shell. Put some back <laughs> in the shell. <laughs> oh. And I was just we like, try that sometime. Oh, oh, my goodness. I was like, there's a whole group of people who don't even know where nuts come from yeah, or how they're produced. Yeah.
0: That's the time of convenience, unfortunately, where that – it's almost like a, a festive little ritual that I remember from my childhood, too, where, yeah, you would crack nuts. Your dad would show you how you do it, right? Different nuts need different pressure and a different technique to not break it all. And that's all gone. Can you still find them, Earl? Uh, you're saying this is oh, the yeah. season, but where yeah, where do you find fully shelled the, um, nuts?
3: You know, I'm surprised of uh, Mark's experience, so I'm um, you know, I'm not totally surprised. Everybody's got this, this whole other department, which is this, <laughs> um, the bulk, which is great, but they don't understand that they could do a lot more as as a shelf in the produce. The most popular ones this time of year that you can generally find, it's really a walnut. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't see a lot of almonds in the shell around or pecans, but you should be able to find walnuts. And for me, it was always a, a, a great experiment because, you know, you, you learn that, the right pressure. If you put too much, they just kind of explodes in your face,
0: right.
3: and then you have to try to dig the the shell itself out of the meat. So you learn that perfect pressure where you just crack them, and then you you know surgically take the uh, the, <laughs> the uh, debris uh, apart. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was, you know, mean, you know, small growers um, still allow their their nuts to fall off the tree when they're when they're ready, and then they and they, uh, they really they, they scoop them up, they, they sweep them together. You know, the, the larger nut companies, they have to prepare the soil underneath the tree, meaning they have to level it and, and sweep it. So uh, when they bring these machines in to shake the tree, which will drop the nuts into generally a, a tarped area where they can then mm-hmm. yeah. you know, get the nuts together. So it's quite a process.
1: And, Casey, are you seeing any walnuts at the farmer's market that are whole or anything like that? I know you are occasionally a farmer's market shopper. Yeah,
4: sometimes you can find them. Uh-huh. Walnuts in particular, though, I don't see the other ones. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. So, so I we think we should encourage campaign. that. We, we need, need a new yes, campaign. Yes,
0: can you help us start a it. new movement of Sh- putting nuts, nuts. nuts back in the shell? Get the
3: walnuts back in the shell. For the ultimate well, you know,
0: nut experience.
3: There is a kind of a shortage of especially almonds and um, I don't know exactly why but I know obviously it's a it's a tree fruit which takes some five to ten years to mature, so perhaps there's a slow kind of process of being aware that more can be sold, so we need to invest in, in the in the whole orchard now. So I, I think we may see this turn around and have more almonds available and thus maybe then we can really push through that. Keep the almond in the shell.
0: Yes. It's just funny (laughs) that, you know, with processing, food processing, people don't, we can't find it anymore, and it would be better for the farmer, for the grower, if they don't have to go through the process of shelling every single one. And yeah. besides, they stay fresher and, and all that. But, yeah, wow, there's a whole new market. That
1: well, you may not eat as much. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a bowl of nuts. You yes. can easily pick up a handful of nuts. When you have to crack or a, a pound, nut. pound. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People or eat a, a pound of almonds. Yeah, like if but if you did have to crack it, you might eat five or ten of them or something But yeah. you know, and that'd be done. Yeah, that's my organic moment already coming up. But thank
0: <laughs> you, Earl. Thank you so yeah. much on nuts. So we'll start you know, a new movement with you.
3: Yes. Now you know the the oil of the nut is, is just as valuable as the meat that's used in all sorts of processing. Yeah. You know, cook whether it's cooking or cosmetics and, and the whole deal. I do want to let you know that uh check on our website. And we have a kind of a cool two minute video about how a tree shakers uh, actually um, get the uh, uh, nuts out of the tree. So,
0: we'll check do. out our
3: website for that. Yes,
0: that's earlsorganic.com. Um, and that, of course, is Earl Herrick. From World's Organic Produce. Thank you, Thanks Earl. Thanks so much, Thanks, Earl. We'll talk Thanks to you next week. Such Good a pleasure. To you. <laughs> Good talking to you, too. He, okay. he has a fantastic <laughs>
2: blog. I mean, they are yeah. a wonderful resource center for what's in season mm-hmm. and and about the whole process of getting really delicious whole yeah. foods. So Earl's
0: Organic.com. Great resource website on yeah what's in season and how to shake the trees yeah. so er, so
1: helga i know i let the nut out of the bag <laughs> but not <out laughs> of the but, shell but, but, you, but would you be still willing to share Luckily, with us i would be
0: yes helga's organic moment <laughs> Yes, my organic moment every week is the time where I reflect on life and share what inspired me. And of course, in the time of nut cracking, I have a story about shelling nuts myself, very similar to what was just shared with Mark and Earl and everyone here. In this time of convenience and smartphone apps where the car is already warmed up outside for us hours before we need it and our food is already half-chewed and processed and pre-digested, we often forget the beauty of what came with the way it was before. During the winter holidays, when I was young, I would get a beautiful little plate with some mandarins and maybe some chocolate and nuts. Nuts in a shell, of course. There were rough little olive-shaped hulls that contained one or sometimes two little almonds. It was like always a guesswork if it would be one or two. And if it was two, you would share with somebody and that would be one free wish for your holiday list. (laughs) And they were so fresh and so delicious as if you were eating straight marzipan. There were walnuts with that funny little natural divider between the two halves. And it was such a task to break the walnut shell without crumbling the nut inside, as Earl just described. My dad even showed me how to crack walnuts with my bare hands. I also loved hazelnuts. That year's crop as fresh and crunchy as the best candy. We had an old metal nutcracker and it became a science to use it as carefully as possible for each individual nut and type based on the nut you were cracking. All you ate were 10 or 12 nuts and then you were done, exhausted and nurtured and happily moving on to the chocolate. There was no such thing as a handful of almonds or walnuts by the pound. That came much later when convenience became more important than ritual and beauty. So this holiday season, I will go back and crack with my two hands, a couple of handful of nuts again myself, reminiscing and cherishing some important things I learned in my childhood that I'm now realizing, of taking my time of hearing the cracking sound, of dealing with the shells afterwards, working on what is wonderful and important, simple, beautiful things that make a life worth living. And that's my organic moment. Very nutty. Very sweet, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, simple,
2: beautiful things that make life worth living. That is a wonderful note to complete this episode on because cookies most certainly do that, especially for Helga, who's been excited like I've never seen him before in this episode. (laughs) So um, before we go, though, Casey, we all got to share what our favorite cookie was. What's yours?
4: I'm with Helga on this one. Chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. with a little bit of sea salt. <laughs> Those are my favorite.
0: <laughs> so that will be the gifts that Casey will distribute this year. She did this plateful <laughs> yeah, of cookies. Oh man! Ready. Happy
2: holidays! Thank you so much, Casey. Yes, happy holidays! Great to Thanks have you for on the show, us, Casey. Thank you.
0: Again, that's a holistic chef and culinary program manager at the Hattery in San Francisco, Casey Caletti, who has been part of the show what twice already? Yeah, this on is her third pies time. and
4: flour, sugar, and fat.
0: Yeah, flour, flour, sugar, and fat, and the healthy alternatives. Mm -hmm. All those shows are archived, and you can listen to them if you miss them at anorganicconversation.com. And again, we will share all the recipes and all the tips and tricks during the holiday seasons of how to stay sane and healthy and and move around a little um, on <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And
2: I'm Ronnie Palomar.
0: And we wish you a wonderful holiday season. Be well and stay healthy. <laughs> and enjoy and your cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.
2: Bye. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger.
0: If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation. We are your hosts, Helga Helberg, Mark Mulcahy,
2: and Sita Ronnie Palomar.
0: And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.